This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Hey, what's up? Welcome into episode 118 of Small Talk. Your host, Steve Cerruti and Michelle Smallman are here. Fun podcast on deck for you. We're going to play a cocktail association game. Yes, you heard that correctly. This is the brainchild of Steve Cerruti, and I think it's going to be hilarious. So that's going to come up later in the pod. We're going to recap the holiday draft because I've been taking some unnecessary heat for my Father's Day selection, a lot of it coming from my co-host here, Steve Cerruti, (laughs) and we're going to address that. (laughs) But before we jump into that, yesterday was my man Cerruti's birthday. So happy birthday, Cerruti. Thank you, first off. The big 3-2. I feel like, as I mean, as everyone says, once you hit 21, every birthday after that is completely meaningless, right? I mean, I guess the only other milestone is 24, 25, you could rent a car, I think. But 30 is a big one. It's a big one, but I don't think anyone's super pumped to be like, yeah, I'm 30. I don't know. (laughs) But I mean, 31 last year was like, ugh. Uh, Maddie threw me a really cool surprise birthday on my 30th birthday, which is awesome. We went to Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. We sang some karaoke. Got a little weird. Love Last year, I don't even remember what I did. This year, I mean, we did literally not, I mean, not. It's not that we couldn't really do anything, but my ideal day is doing nothing. So I pretty much sat on the couch, put a little bit of FIFA. I had a bunch of donuts. Um, my oh. mom brought cupcakes over, which was nice. And uh, yeah, it was a pretty chill day. But 32, what's up? What's up, 32? Steve, can you describe the donuts that you had? I want to know, are they eclairs? Were they classic glazed? I need to live vicariously through you on your birthday. I'm sorry. I'm rubbing this in your face right now. It's not bad. (laughs) Um, I'm not a big sweet tooth guy. If it's in front of me, I'll eat it, but I don't actively seek it out. But I love donuts, Michelle. Donuts are my vice, I guess. I didn't know this about you. I I don't really know why. I guess when I was a kid, uh, when I was younger, we used to always go to my grandfather's for Sunday donuts and coffee. And that's what was a big family thing. It's kind of how you you guys do uh, Sunday sauce, which we did some sometimes, but it was mostly Sunday morning. We go to my grandfather's for donuts. So maybe that's where my love for donuts came from, but there's a couple of cool places here that make wild donuts. In fact, Gold Jr. is all over this, but the one that we got to was called Crazy Donut, and they have some traditional donuts and some wild ones. Uh, What did we get? I got a chocolate glaze, which is probably my favorite, which is, you know, traditional just fried donut with chocolate glaze on it and then sprinkles. Amazing. Simple, but amazing. Very effective. I got a cinnamon toast crunch one, I believe. That was really good. It was basically a glazed regular donut with just the sugar glaze, and then it had... Uh, cinnamon sugar sort of icing on the top that was crisscrossed all over it. It was unbelievably good. There was like apple one. It was almost like a full donut, not without the hole in it. And it was filled with some, it was almost like an apple pie filling in the middle of it, which was awesome. And then whipped cream on top. So it was almost like a cake donut in a way. Ooh. And then what else? We did cinnamon sugar and then a traditional chocolate glazed, I think. So we had like a decent variety and they were all delicious and they're pretty much all gone in what, 36 hours? They all sound awesome. And that was my follow-up. Did you house all of these donuts that you're describing on one? Hey, it's your birthday. Calories don't count. You can do that. They really don't. And I took that to the limit. We went to Sayulita on Sunday. We got takeout from Sayulita, which is at, we've talked about this, our favorite Mexican spot, which isn't, this isn't terrible for you, but I got a big old plate of fajitas. It was awesome. Oh, you went to fajitas and not tacos from Sayulita? That's surprising. Well, we got takeout. So I didn't know if the tacos would hold. I I knew the fajitas would hold. So I got two tacos and the fajitas as my main meal. The tacos are smaller. And then the more gluttony that, that ensued there was my mom came over in the morning and brought over bagels so I had a cream cheese and bacon bagel cheddar bagel uh, oh. to start the day off she also brought over cupcakes no, I as I bagel. mentioned <laughs> yeah she also she also brought over cupcakes as I mentioned she also brought over I'm a child Michelle but I've always been I, don't, I think we've, have we talked about this I've always been an ice cream cake over real cake guy I think ice cream cakes are infinitely better than real cake I don't hate real cakes 
But every year she gets me the football cake, the Carvel football cake, which is for toddlers, but I love it because it's so good. The sludge in there, the chocolate vanilla ice cream, and then the crumbly things on top. It's kind of the perfect dessert. So I have that, we haven't even touched it. It's in my freezer, just sitting there for for TBD to a later date. And then Maddie got me donuts. So I had donuts, cupcakes, and an ice cream cake all in one day, all of which that I tried, other than the ice cream cake that I dabbled in. And then I finished it off last night with some Chick-fil-A. So it was a fat day for your boy. Wow. It sounds it like you were, you were really living, Steve, for your birthday. But That's my ideal birthday, though. It's not partying. It's not being all about me. It's me yeah, yeah. eating the things I like, probably playing some FIFA, sitting on the couch, hanging out. Did you get to play FIFA yesterday? I did. Played a little bit of FIFA yesterday. Yep. You know what? That is your day. Eating the things that you want to eat. No judgment. You want to play FIFA. You want to hang out with Maddie and your family and your dogs. That's your birthday. Yeah, it was perfect. And I went with spicy chicken sandwich, the spicy chicken deluxe, which is the Classic. best thing. the best thing at... Chick-fil-A. It's unbelievable every time. Well, of course, waffle fries and a Coke, which by the way, fountain soda, fountain Coke. I love soda too. In the same way that I love donuts. I just don't drink it a lot because it's terrible for you. But there's something about a fountain soda, Michelle, that just hits different. It's so sugary, but it's not too overpowering. And even the ones out of a can or a bottle, they just do not hold up to a good old fashioned fountain soda. Nothing competes with it. It's the sugar and the carbonation that's coming through. It's on another level. And usually, if you're getting it from a gas station, they have the pebble ice, which is the best. Oh, exactly. Yeah, the crushed pe- Yeah, exactly. Love, I don't even know what that's that. called. What's the official name of that ice? You're talking about like little circles? Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't even pebble. know because it's not crushed ice. Because crushed uh-huh. ice, you know, you have a thing in your fridge and you basically blends your ice up and spits it out. I don't know what that is, but for some reason, they used to have that at the ESPN calf, actually, pebble ice. Remember when you oh. get the water? And yes. it's, for some reason, it makes every beverage better. It's almost like, have you ever noticed that when you're eating Kraft mac and cheese, for some reason, the shapes ones taste better than the elbow macaroni ones. It's the no, same. No, they don't. Yes, it does. Oh, yes, the it does. The shape ones are gross. No, no, no. Don't I will, hold any of the Michelle, cheese. I will go to my grave. If I'm going to die on any hill, it's going to be this hill. The shape mac and cheese is better than the elbow mac and cheese. It just is. I've never been able to figure it out. I don't have an answer to why. Maybe it is because there's more nooks and crannies for the cheese to go in, but it somehow tastes better. I'm telling you. Uh, you're wrong because neither one is the best. Shells and cheese is the best. Uh, is that the Annie's one? Annie's or Velveeta. The massive shells with the cheese, that is the best one. I've actually never had Velveeta, which is weird. I know. How That's probably you- huge in the Midwest. How can you speak on mac and cheese when you've never had Velveeta? See yourself out, Steve. I know. See I was a craft guy. Out. I was a craft guy growing up. I don't know. That's what we did. We did, you know, we ate craft mac and cheese. And then we graduated to Annie's because now we get it at Whole Foods. But what's up? Uh, yeah, now you have the organic version of mac and cheese. Which is still terrible for you. I remember one time Maddie was like, why don't we just put some broccoli in it? I'm like, what? why? No, we shouldn't make things healthy that aren't healthy. Just because you put broccoli in doesn't mean it's healthy. But I will die on that hill. I'm telling you. I think the elbow macaroni one is the worst of the month. It's the worst tasting one. Chips is the worst by far. No, you get like a Rugrats one. Oh, it's so delicious. We got to put this up for a vote, I guess. We'll put this on the Instagram story. We'll do a poll on the story. And you may be right, Steve, because it seems like everyone sides with you on everything, including the freaking <laughs> holiday draft. Because here I am thinking, yeah, most of our listeners are like me. I feel like I identify with the Shelleys, not only because they're my namesake, but because they're our people. We get each other. And I don't know why the Shelleys dislike Father's Day so much, Steve, but I have been catching heat in the DMs. Heat. People are like, Smallman, love you. So Rudy <laughs> smoked you. He absolutely crushed you in the holiday draft. And here I am being like, 
St. Patrick's Day, amateurs. Cinco de Mayo, I can have a margarita any time I want. Memorial Day, okay, fine, I'll give you that one. But I'm thinking Valentine's Day, day of love plus candy. I'm thinking Father's Day, golf, beer pong, tunes, barbecue, all the things that I love in one day. And what was the other one that I had that you didn't like? Oh, Fourth of July. No, Fourth of July is a good one. Here's the crazy thing about your draft. And I think you're right. This draft was the biggest landslide, at least from a public perception, of I'm any draft that. that we've done. Of any draft that we've done. I overwhelmingly won the popular vote here, okay? Yeah, people were forced. I don't know about the Electoral College, but the popular vote, I took the popular vote for sure. And yeah. I was a little bit surprised, but then I looked back at your draft, Michelle, and the way that I handled it, I actually screwed up too. I should not have traded the first pick to you because... I was afraid with the second and the third pick, which is what you got, that you were going to take Halloween. Which, were you going to take Halloween? Yeah, I would have gone Christmas. You would have gone Christmas, and I would have gone Halloween, then 4th of July. Which is, was my biggest fear. But I still think I would have won the draft had I kept the first pick anyway and gotten Christmas, which, as we said, was the LeBron James of holidays. It's the slam dunk number one pick of them all, kind of like how California was the number one pick in the state draft. And I feel like I screwed up by trading that with you. But the thing that's crazy is your first two picks, Michelle, were great. Christmas and 4th of July, no argument for me. Elite holidays, I would argue definitely two top five holidays, probably one and five for me. So there's no argument there for me. But then after your third pick, which was, I think, New Year's, right? Which I yeah, think is the most, Year's, yeah. the most overrated of holidays there is. Wow. It's, not a, it's not terrible, but it's very overrated. It's usually a letdown, as we said. So you started sort of trending downward. And then with the fourth and the fifth pick, you took – Valentine's Day, which is awful. And then you took Father's Day, which wasn't even on my ranking, Michelle. And I mean, I got texts, I got messages from people being like, what the hell did Michelle do? She completely, (laughs) did she have a stroke at the end and just randomly start picking? Our friend Bubba, friend of the show, awesome dude, ESPN radio producer, he texted me the next day and said, Father's Day, question mark, exclamation point. What the fuck is going on over there? That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I can't tell. There were so Instagram messages, Twitter messages. I was bombarded with people saying the exact same thing. What the hell happened to Michelle's draft, especially Father's Day? Okay. Again, I need to reiterate the Father's Days that I have are lit. They are lit. We kick it off with some mimosas in the morning. We go play the Smallman Open, a very competitive golf tournament. Then we go back to my uncle's house. We swim all day. We play beer pong, competitive beer pong. It's a tournament. We then barbecue, great tunes on the speakers throughout the day. Usually we have some baseball on in the background. You know that's my perfect day. And it's all about the dads. And it's a really fun day. But here's the thing. What you're describing as your Father's Day is everyone else's Memorial Day. You know what I mean? It's baseball, it's barbecue, it's potentially golf, it's backyard games. So I took the holiday that everyone associates your Father's Day stuff with. So I think I appealed to the masses more. I was shocked that you took Father's Day over Memorial Day, not to mention the disrespect for the troops and the disrespect for the moms. Shut up. But I mean, I was honestly shocked because I feel like you beat me in the first two picks and then from pick three through five, which I said was going to be the key to the draft, I absolutely dominated you. That's a hard L for you in that draft. Or I got all of the elements of Memorial Day without the traffic and without the inflated prices. Mm, you're right. For all the right reasons you mentioned Father's Day, I get it. I get why you specifically picked that, but that's not everyone's Father's Day. This is more of a generic, like what does a generic Memorial Day look like for everyone, for all of our listeners, for people all across the United States? 
And that's probably not what their Father's Day is. That's what their Memorial Day is. So that's why your boy took home the draft. We don't even need a judge for this one. No, we it's, don't. It's a landslide. We don't even need a third party to come in and tell us who won and lost. We know. You know what surprised me more? I knew Father's Day would be controversial because I don't know what everybody else does. I just kind of assumed that if the dads are taking over, it's going to be a good time. I was wrong. People were like, eh, it's just kind of a whatever day in my house, which I did not know. But I am shocked by the wide-ranging Valentine's Day hate. People hate Valentine's Day, which I never knew. I never knew. Here I am over here. I'm baking cupcakes. I'm bringing them into work. I, of course, as a kid, was passing out Valentine's. Everybody putting them in the mailbox, like, what's up? Miami Dolphins, Valentine's from your girl, Michelle. Have a great day. (laughs) You know, spreading the love, like having a great time. People must have had some really rough Valentine's Days because that's the one that I caught more heat on. More heat for Valentine's Day than for Father's Day. Michelle, what do people like about this podcast? What do people like about you and I is that we keep it real. We're authentic. There's no pulling any punches. We say what we want. We do what we want. We like, that's how we live our lives. And I think the listeners, and that's why I was surprised that you picked this because I had it literally in the bottom two of holidays, is that Valentine's Day is the least authentic holiday there probably is. It's all about corporate, Hallmark, candy. It's all bullshit. It's all fluff. None of it's real. It's a bullshit corporate holiday that puts pressure on people who either aren't dating or are dating to, you know, to get the day right. And I don't think our listeners appreciate that. I don't think they want that. And honestly, I was surprised that you liked and wanted that because for me, that was the second worst holiday behind April Fool's Day. It's only contrived if you look at it that way. I look at it as a day to wear pink and eat candy and tell everyone I love I love them. Yeah. And by the way, mm. do we need to go into Thanksgiving, into the actual meaning of Thanksgiving? Do we need to go into what Halloween actually is? I well, mean, if we're, if Halloween we're go is, hit- Halloween's dope. The background behind Halloween is, I'll get, first, I don't want to get weird here with the Thanksgiving thing. I'm All right, saying, it is what it is. I'm just saying, if you're going to rep Valentine's Day, let's go into historical context then. I'm just saying. The background about Halloween is actually awesome. Dia de los Muertos and the Day of the Dead. And I think the origin of Halloween was, I think- in, It's the in, Day of the Dead because November 1st is All Saints Day. But it goes even further than that. I was reading actually, because you know me, I love to read about random shit because I basically <laughs> am a dad at this point. Um, yeah. And I was reading the history of Halloween on some random website. And they were saying that it dated back, I think to like the Celtic tribes or the Scottish tribes or somewhere up there in the British Isles where- they thought, yeah, obviously November 1st is the day of the dead, right? So the day no, before- No, November 1st is All Saints Day. All Saints Day, okay. So maybe it was Halloween then. They believe all these spirits and these demons came once a year. They were able to come out and wreak havoc on people. So the origin of them dressing up is that people used to dress up as dead people and animals so that these demons or ghouls wouldn't realize that they were actually humans and leave them alone. That's the origin of Halloween, which for me is kind of sick. I feel like I need to watch the whole documentary on Yeah, I would totally watch that. And the only reason I know November 1st is All Saints Day, Steve, is because I went to 12 years of Catholic school and we always got the day off. Yeah. I was surprised you, a good Catholic girl, didn't pick Good Friday. Ash Wednesday. Okay, Good Friday is not a good day. It's the day Jesus died. So like, why don't I put that on my list? Yeah, And by the way, you can't eat, you can't snack throughout the day, no meat. It's a day of mourning. You know, you're supposed to be going to church that day. All due respect to the Lord, but it's not exactly a fun day. Not a fun Friday's day. Friday's not well, a fun day. <laughs> some would argue that Valentine's Day is exactly the same thing. So there you go. Oh, man. Okay. Well, thank you to everyone that weighed in on the holiday draft. I don't know if I've gotten that much feedback on a draft since the state draft. And that's saying something. Yeah. All in one direction. Yeah, pretty much. I thought I would have, you know, usually it's like 50-50 people coming to my defense being like, you know, I can't believe it's Rudy Pick Memorial Day. This and that. No, people killed me. <laughs> Absolutely 
torched me. And you know, you learn your lesson. You weren't in touch with the people and now you are. Now you know what people like and they don't like and they vehemently turned down your last two picks in Valentine's Day and Father's Day. But see, so. this is bullshit because I should be picking the prospects that I like and putting together my draft on my collection of holidays that's going to be the most effective for me and my scheme. You know what I'm saying? For my organization. And while you may like St. Patrick's Day and you may like Cinco de Mayo, that's not going to fit in my scheme. Yeah, that's not Michelle, what we're trying to do here. What makes a good coach or what makes a good general manager? It's not that they stick to their scheme. It's that they know what other people like and what other people do well. And they say, screw their scheme. And they pick what's good for everybody. That's not what you did. You were selfish. People saw it. Okay, guess what? If the public's like, we love running backs, draft a ton of running backs, I'm not going to be like, yep, I'm going to listen to the people. Let's bring them all in. That's not what we're doing here. See, we're going to air it out, okay? I was looking at my Christmas franchise quarterback, and I'm looking at a guy like Valentine's Day being a little scrappy wide receiver that we can turn to. I was certainly looking at New Year's Eve as being a big-bodied, maybe tight end that can go in with a bang. You taking... Valentine's Day at all, drafting it at all is like drafting a long snapper. That's the equivalent of what that is. It's like, wait, this person wasn't even on our board. That's the worst position on the entire field, but you drafted a long snapper very high. That makes no sense because it fits your scheme, quote unquote. No, a long snapper. This is a terrible comparison. It's a great comparison. (laughs) People, trust me, people are going to be with me on that one. The people have already spoken, Michelle. We know what the result is. Yeah, geez, please. I know people are defecting from Smallman and getting to New Saruliland as fast as possible because they want to celebrate the holidays in New Saruliland much more. You know what I did, Steve? Because I'm doing 75 hard and I've been sober for 55 days, I discounted how much people want to drink. Especially now, <laughs> especially, especially in 2020 when there's really nothing else to do. No, that was my fatal flaw there, is that while I'm cool being sober right now, the majority of people that listen to this podcast are like, what are you doing? We need some cocktails, which I understand. I'm on board with, but that was my problem. Yeah, I would say every holiday other than Halloween for me was a drinking holiday. People just want to get banged up. That's what happened. What's a good holiday? You know, obviously Christmas wins with presents, but for the most part, it's drinking. That's what makes a good holiday. That's why 4th of July is so great, because you're outside, you're playing beer pong, you're in a pool. Without the drinking aspect of that, 4th of July is basically just hanging out on your porch doing nothing. I don't hanging out with your family. You need the alcohol part. That's the most important part. And guess what? We're drinking at Christmas too. That's true. (laughs) Okay. Well, speaking of drinking, Saruti texted me and he's like, yo, I've got this great idea. I want to identify what type of person we think of when you say X cocktail. See, why don't I just give you the floor and you talk about, what are we calling it? The cocktail? Association, I guess. Okay. We're calling it the cocktail association game. So Steve, the floor is yours. I don't even remember why I came up with, there was a reason why I came up with this idea, but it was because I had thought of a drink and I was like, oh, whenever I think of this drink, immediately that comes to mind is this person, right? So I was like, wait a second, why don't we name drinks? And we say the first thing that comes to our mind as to who would be drinking that drink. So you know, we've got a bunch of different random ones and some were easier than others, some were harder than others, but it's basically stereotyping what you think when someone drinks blank. Correct. Okay. So <laughs> this is probably going to be offensive to some people, but yeah, it's all right. You know, it's all right. It's a safe okay. space. The small talk is always a safe space. Come on. And by the way, trust you know, it's a trust tree. It's a safe space. And also with that, if somebody described me as a drink that I liked and it was dead on, I would laugh at it. I'd be like, yep, that's me. Me too. And some of these drinks I love and I, I'm like, yeah, I, I understand that it makes me look like a douche, but I don't care. I like the taste of it. 
what do you want to do back and forth where we name one? How do you want to do this? Yeah, I think we have, but we'll just go down the list and we'll check a bunch of them off and you know, some will be good. Some will be weird. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Okay. You know what? We kind of had this in a little bit of an order, but I'm just going to go rogue here no. and just pick Chaos out a hat, theory. if you will. Chaos theory. Okay, Steve, first up, what do you think of, what's the type of person that you think of when you see on the cocktail menu a Manhattan? What is the guy or gal that's ordering a Manhattan like? All right, with all due respect to the ladies out there, I'm sure there are many ladies drinking Manhattans. I don't personally know any of them, but... <laughs> all the respect to you if you are a lady drinking a Manhattan. But when I think of this drink, Michelle, it is a dude who is probably on a date and is trying to feel super sophisticated, but doesn't really even know what's in a Manhattan or how to make one. I also picture a guy who's probably in a Brooks Brothers suit and is telling you that he, quote, works for a hedge fund. We're simpatico on a lot of things. And I have a feeling that our answers for these are going to be pretty similar because mine basically mirrors exactly what you just said. Steve, when I think of the person that drinks a Manhattan, I think of J. Cole. As J. Cole would say, this is Mr. Nice Watch, okay? This is a dude with a career. This is a dude with money. And he has a $10,000 watch on his wrist because he hit his sales quotas and he's definitely wearing Sperry's under the table. So, oh, Sperry's is a great call. Manhattan dudes and Sperry's is definitely, uh, is definitely true. See, I don't know if I think of it as like a super rich, successful guy. I think it's more of a, I want to put out the image that I'm rich and successful. You know what I mean? There oh. is a little bit of a subtle difference. Do you think Wall Street guys and guys that actually have money are drinking Manhattans? Or are they drinking scotch on the rock? Probably whiskey neat, right? This is a guy that wants to be the Wall Street guy. Okay. He's got a little bit of money, but not a lot of money. Yes. I shouldn't have said with money. I should have said with a modicum of money. This is a guy that literally hit his sales bonus and went out and bought a Rolex with the bonus. How many guys who drink Manhattans actually know what's in a Manhattan? What percentage would you say? I think 46. it's low. 46. I think it's low. I think that might even be high because I think the dudes are just like, oh, Manhattan, sophisticated. I want to impress this girl that I'm on a date with or I want to impress this client that I'm with. Let me order a Manhattan. But if you ask me what was even in this, if you ask me to name more than just whiskey, they'd be like, I don't know. I don't know how to make this. I don't even know what's in this other than maybe the cherry. And you know what's funny? I would not be impressed. And I don't know any girl that if they were recapping the date was like, and guess what, guys? He ordered a Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> that actually brings up a great question. If you're on a date with a guy, is there any drink that you would say, or he ordered it right off the bat and you were like, oh, good choice. I'm more into this guy already. Yeah, I like a guy that knows his way around a wine list. So I'm not that guy. <laughs> I know nothing about wine. I don't drink wine. Wait, I'm a, I've always said that I'm a terrible Italian. We don't even really have that much wine on this list because the thing about wine is it's tough because are you ordering expensive wine? Is it cheap wine? There's so many different variances of wine. I guess there is a lot of different kinds of whiskey as well. But so you'd be really impressed if a guy got the wine list out was like, oh, you know, France, 19, I don't even know, 1970 something. Who knows? I'm making shit up here because I don't know anything about wine. That would impress you. Yeah, I've been in that situation before where a guy knows, okay, this is what we're going to eat. This is going to pair well with it. I really like it from this region. I like this varietal. Uh, what do you like? Because I know my way around a wine list, I would say pretty well. I'm not a sommelier by any means, but a guy that knows what he's doing with a wine list, I think is pretty impressive. That guy can eat well. That guy's been around the block enough. There is something badass, and tell me how you feel about this, of... Maybe this is a little bit misogynistic in old school. I don't know. You tell me. Okay. But when a dude is on a date and he orders for everyone or his date, you know, like, oh, we'll have this. I think yeah. that can, it goes one of two ways. Either you're a badass and you're like, you know, you're a, a Sean Connery type where you're just the coolest person in the room at all times, or you're an overbearing asshole who's way too controlling. It could go either way. I like a guy 
who has been there before and who says, I'm ordering this for the table, for the table. trust me. And everyone can get their entrees that they prefer, but when they're like, this is going to be the best appetizer that you've ever had in your entire life, or I'm ordering this wine for the table because I know it's going to enhance the meal, that's a flex. I agree. I want to go out with that guy. <laughs> I want to hang out with that guy, but it's a bold I, move. You need yeah. the confidence. Not everyone has the confidence. I feel like if you are doing that, you're competent enough to know you're going to nail it. Yeah. I've been with that guy. It's fun. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, like it's I said, good. I want to hang out with that guy. What's up? Okay, the next one on the list, Steve, is a dirty martini. What kind of person do you think of when you think of someone drinking a dirty martini? So I know nothing about martinis. Let me just say this right off the bat. Can you explain, a, a dirty martini is vodka with a lot of olive juice? Yeah, or vermouth. It could be vodka, it could be gin, shaken, not stirred. You can make it different ways. Uh, so, so it's strong. It's a heavily alcoholic drink, right? Correct. Okay, so... As someone who does not drink martinis, I'm not even really a big vodka guy. My first thought on this, I didn't have a ton, was that this person's a borderline alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> this is someone that is not messing around. Or this is a person who's, who could be considered an alcoholic, but doesn't have the problems and the trouble that's associated with it. It's like a sophisticated alcoholic. Here's what I wrote down, because I have that thought process with a different cocktail. But when I think about a dirty martini, I think of a badass woman. I think that this is a no nonsense chick in a power suit. She knows what she wants. And Steve, she wants to get wasted. She wants the vodka. She says, give me the vodka, hide the taste with a smidge of olives and leave me alone as I decompress from a day in the boardroom. That's a great call. I picture you're right. The pantsuit, 100% yes. right. And this is a woman who probably works in finance or works yeah. in politics and just doesn't have a lot of personal time for herself. But when she does, she needs a quick and fast way to get drunk and not in a trashy way, but in an upscale, sophisticated way. And she's yeah. probably drinking a couple of martinis and getting banged up at the bar by herself and putting she's, out a vibe. That's right. She's wearing Louboutins. She goes in there. She wants something effective and she wants something efficient. She, she wants to get drunk and she wants to get drunk fast while she sends emails from the bar. Yeah, she doesn't play around. She probably doesn't have a great sense of humor but guys are interested in her though. She's very intriguing. As I said, she puts the vibe out from the bar. You see a woman in a pantsuit drinking a martini and you're like, either I'm terrified of her or I want to get to know her. <laughs> yeah, what's her deal? <laughs> the ultimate what's her deal. Exactly. Okay, Steve, let's go. Uh, let's put some beer in the mix here. What about a PBR? <laughs> I love this one. This is so good. Okay. Uh, I have two things for this and I think they're both right. Okay. You're either a hipster who's drinking it ironically <laughs> or... You're a dude wearing overalls, no undershirt, trucker hat, sitting on your porch. You want to know what I wrote down? Yes. The same thing? This is a hipster guy with a Captain Hook mustache thinking he's <laughs> drinking PBR ironically, but the joke's on him. Yeah, no, that's a perfect call. PBR is actually underrated, though. I like PBR. And maybe that makes me a hipster. People would certainly accuse me of being a hipster, even though I, yeah. I don't feel like I am at all. Um, there are shades of it there. Yeah, I dabble in a few different categories, subcategories of people, yeah, right? I'm a little dabble. bit jock, a little bit hipster. I don't know, whatever. Anyway. But little Euro. Very Euro, I would probably say. That's probably the biggest one. That's the biggest percentage of the pie. Anyway, I digress. In your mind. But I remember uh, when a bunch of my buddies went to the Cape, uh, this is probably five, 10 years ago or so. We went to the liquor store there and just got three thirties of PBR for the weekend. We were you know what? We're just drinking PBR this weekend. Why not? Let's drink PBR. It was like at the height of when PBR was becoming the hipster thing. Yeah. And uh, so I have actually partaken in that, which is why I can make fun of it. The only time I've ever had a PBR, I was in Nashville. This was years ago. There's some famous bar on Broadway and late at night you can order 
a fried bologna sandwich and a PBR and it's the house specialty. And so there's live, live honky tonk plan. The person I was there with was like, we need to get the house special. And I'm like, but PBR and bologna is gross. And he was like, well, we need to do it. When in Rome. (laughs) And you know what? We had a fried bologna sandwich and a PBR at the bar. It was an awesome time. PBR, great can. Probably the best can of any of the mainstream beers. I don't want, don't tell me about some random IPA that, you know, local craft beer that you have. I'm, ta- I'm talking about the Bud Lights, the Miller Lights, the Coors Lights. PBR has the best can. It's super American looking. It's awesome. But the thing I said about the guy wearing the overalls, you know, with no shirt, truck, or hat sitting on his porch, that's the origin of PBR. Like PBR, I feel like used to be the everyman's, the farmer, the middle of the salt of the earth, mid, you know, almost Midwestern guy. Now it's become this weird, cool drink that people drink in bars now, which I don't think PBR was probably ever served in bars up until like, I don't know, 2004. Well, can we keep it with beers? Because I want to throw a bush light at you next. So another hill I will die on, not as much as the mac and cheese one, but this hill I will also die on. Bush light, I think is the best of the shitty beers. I'm talking Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller Light. I think it's the best bang for your buck. It actually doesn't taste that bad. Give me a bush light before you give me any of those beers. First of all, throw some respect on Bud Light's name, okay? Do not put mm. Bud Light in a shitty beer category. That's America's water, all right? It's kind of a shitty beer. Let's be honest. You know what? You know what? You're not a baseball guy, so I can't expect you <laughs> to ever fully appreciate a Bud Light in its glory. Because when I think Bud Light, Steve, I think I'm in the bleachers at a ballpark. I've got a hot dog in my hand. I've got an ice-cold Bud Light that came from the tap, and I am loving life. No, Bud Light is a location beer, for yeah, sure. You know, definitely. you're at or a concert, drinking games, beer. Drinking drinking games. games. But even so, drinking games, there are beers I'd rather drink. Bush Light, I'd rather drink. Plain. I think it's lighter. It's easier to drink. Um, I mean, Coors Light's basically water. I guess yeah, that's what it is. Uh, so that's a little bit too far for me. But It's like melted ice from Colorado. And then Miller Light, absolute trash. It's the last pick of them all. But I'm saying Bush Light, underrated. Now, if I had to say who I picture drinking Bush Light, I would have to say... It was because this is what we would drink in college. So I'm thinking college student who either bought it with a fake ID or paid for someone to buy it for him. Okay, that's Keystone to me. When I think Keystone, I'm thinking underage. I'm thinking a couple 30 packs that were hiding in a duffel bag. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, Campus well, security's going through your bag looking at you. Yeah, you got to dump all the beers out. Yeah. Did that happen to you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Several times. Not oh, even just wow. beer with hard alcohol. We had a handle of vodka that we had to dump out. It was a bummer. Oh, my God. Wow. I don't even think I ever had any sort of interaction with campus security in four years. Yeah, it was a bummer. I think they were just like, get out of here. (laughs) Get out of here. Um, Okay, Steve, when I think of Bush Light, I'm going back a few months from my time in Iowa. I have never seen a collective group of people like Bush Light more than people from Iowa. The guy that's drinking a Bush Light is somebody that loves their family and they love football and they love an ice cold Bush Light, okay? Their uniform is strict. They wear jeans, they wear six-year-old Nikes and a Hawkeye's hat zip and that's it. That's it. They definitely have personalized vanity license plates, maybe with an Iowa sticker on it somewhere, but that's the Bush Light guy to me. Uh, that's a good call. And for some reason, when I think of Bush Light, first off, shouts out to Iowans, because if they're drinking Bush Light, I like Iowa already. I actually um, have some good intel, by the way, on Bush Light in Iowa that I'm retrieving right now. All right, I'll, I'll finish this up. For some reason, when you describing that, Bush Light also makes me think of, and I have no idea why, but just tell me if this is ridiculous or not. You ever seen the movie Jeremiah Johnson? It's actually that gif of Robert Redford that slowly zooms in and then he just nods his head, the guy with the beard. Never seen it or you that will, GIF. You will 100% know the GIF when you see it. For some reason, I picture Jeremiah Johnson 
and that Robert Redford shot, I picture him drinking a bush light. Anyway, give us your Iowa stats. I'm excited. Here's my Iowa intel. I texted JD because when we were putting this together, I w- everybody knows JD, my friend who's a model scout from New York, also from Iowa, has been in Iowa for months. I went to visit him over the summer. I remembered when I was on the boat with JD in Iowa, it was a heavy bush light rotation. So I hit JD up and I said, people in Iowa drink bush light, right? Please take this important question seriously. <laughs> and he went back. He says, um, yeah, more than any other state does. Bush light even knows that. It's the most popular beer in Iowa by a lot. It's a very big thing here. Like when Iowa or Iowa State makes a bowl game, the city that it's in stocks up on bush light. Oh, yeah. That's the... That's awesome to be known for Bush Light. Do you yeah. want to be known for something? I want to be known for the, we're the fan base that crushes uh, Bush Lights. Not Bud Lights, not Coors Lights, not Miller Lights. We crush Bush Light. Yeah, what, Iowa, your home for Bush Light. Who makes Bush? Is that, that's, An, that's Anheuser-Busch then, right? Well, I wouldn't think Coors would make a beer called Bush Lights. Good call, good call. <laughs> uh, stupid question. I wonder why Iowans have just, uh, have been so attracted to Bush. I wonder what the origin story there is. There's got to be uh, something. Maybe we got to have JD on and be like, tell us why you guys love Bush so much. You know what? I will text him and I'll be Not like, the band. can you get some intel on the history of Bushlight in Iowa? Give us a history lesson. I'm interested. And we are also very pro Iowa. So that'll be, look out for that in 2021. I could not be more pro-Iowa. I had the best time in Iowa. Those are my people in Iowa, okay? Like I said, it's boating, it's bush light, it's barbecue, it's family, it's football, it's water activities. It's a good time. It's cornfield. I mean, it's me. I love Iowa. Iowa, Bushlight, both underrated. We are a pro plastic surgery, a pro headband, and a pro Iowa pod. Pro Iowa pod. Yep. We, that's actually, we should get stickers made of just small talk. Like officially endorses the state of Iowa. You know how Dwight Schrute says bears beats Battlestar Galactica? Battlestar Galactica. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're plastic surgery, headbands, Iowa. Small Iowa. talk. I love that. <laughs> okay. Next, Steve. Who do you think of when you think of somebody drinking a hurricane? I actually didn't have this down. What is a hurricane? The only thing I think of is the thing on Bourbon Street. Correct. Okay. Correct. So or how about this? How about this? I put both of these in the same category, a hurricane or a Long Island iced tea. Okay. I wrote down Long Island. You tell me if this also fits the hurricane, because I don't know if I have them in the same category. The hurricane is the long drink from Bourbon Street. I think of a super sloppy drunk girl with beads all over the place. That's what I think of when I think of a hurricane. When I think of a Long Island, I think of this person goes to the bar to get fucked up, period. End of story. <laughs> Probably in their young 20s, absolutely broke, no money. Right. It's like the equivalent of asking for a cup of alcohol. And there's also a really good chance that person's been arrested. 100%. So a hurricane has a bunch of shots in it too. It's basically another version of a Long Island taste better in my opinion. But when I picture somebody drinking a hurricane or a Long Island, Steve, I picture a rough woman, okay? She's got a raspy voice. She's really loud. She wants to ride a mechanical bull. She is a blast. I love this woman. But at some point in the night, she's going to make a trip to the bathroom, come back angry and start a fight with someone. And the night inevitably ends with her standing outside for 45 minutes, ripping heaters. Yeah. Oh, dra- absolutely ripping heaters. Just crushing a pack. Uh, crushing I will say- and, and, and shooting everybody a dirty look, maybe yelling things at people, but that's my Long Island girl. She was wearing a jacket, but when she got outside, all of a sudden she was wearing a spaghetti strap shirt that was kind of old and a little raggedy. She's a little bit rough around the edges for sure. But here's the thing. I think of a Long Island too. I think you're right, but I also think it's a young girl's drink because my sister loves, my sister likes to have a good time. Um, 
<laughs> but she's super successful. She is a doctor. Uh, but wow. she loves Long Island because she thinks it's funny. Like, she thinks drinking Long Island is hilarious, especially at weddings. You get banged up. You know, it's, it's a lot of alcohol. You don't have to drink a lot to, to have a good time. So I also kind of think it skews younger. So I think you're right. Middle-aged woman who's just trying to get banged up, maybe firing at dudes at the bar, younger dudes. Or it's like younger girls who are just looking to have a good time. Either way, regardless of age bracket, that person has a scraped knee. Yeah, for sure. And bruises probably too. From unknown bruises for some reason all over her legs. Yep. Yep. Okay, um, let's run through. I only have a few more. What do you think of, Steve? Who do you think of, I should say, when you think of a screwdriver? All right, hold on. Let me bring this one up. You're either a sad mom or you're 17 and don't like the taste of alcohol but want to drink and feel cool. Wow, this is, I think, the only one where we're really different on our takes here because when I think of a screwdriver, I think of a former high school jock that never left his hometown and he pounds vodka OJ from a styrofoam cup at the golf course at 9 a.m. with his buddies while he talks about how much he hates his wife. That's accurate, too. Do you know anyone that orders? I don't know anyone that, that drinks screwdrivers or orders screwdrivers. Maybe that's because of the people I hang out with. Not saying that all the people I hang out with are super cool or you know, have it figured out because they definitely don't, but... I've never been around someone who's just like, hey, bartender, let me get a screwdriver or makes one in front of you, unless yeah. it's ironic. The only time I've ever had a screwdriver is at 9 a.m. in a styrofoam cup at a golf course. And when I was ordering it at the bar, well, it was either like, do you want a Bud Light or do you want a screwdriver? And I'm like, well, it's 9 a.m. So I guess let's throw in some OJ. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't drink a screwdriver in a cup that you can't throw away. That's a rule. Correct. And as I was surveying the bar, that's what I saw is the guy I described. That's so weird though. Imagine someone at a bar literally big, let me get a screwdriver. I wonder what the bartender would say if you ordered a screwdriver. Cause it's just OJ and vodka, right? Yeah. And I think if you ordered a screwdriver, the bartender would go, okay, okay. <laughs> that's a move we haven't seen around these parts in a while, but congrats to you. You're a guy that's not messing around. Okay? No, you don't We're give just... a fuck. <laughs> you know, you want some vitamin C and, and OJ <laughs> or vitamin yeah. C and vodka. It's all about balance. That's basically the Saruti method diets. You know, it's a little bit of good, a little bit of bad, you know? That's right. It levels itself out. I have four left, so let's run through them. What about Steve and Apple Martini? This is my <laughs> favorite one. This is my absolute favorite one. Who do you think of when you think of the person ordering an Apple Martini? All right, this one's kind of unique because the first thing that comes to my mind is JD from Scrubs. He's the main character. I know you've never seen Scrubs. We've talked never. about this, but it's a great show. You should, you should watch it. It's hilarious. I actually think it holds up. Um, but JD drank apple martinis. It was his thing. And ever, all the other characters made fun of him because he drank apple martinis. But putting that aside, what if, I think I think of a middle-aged divorcee who's sitting at a townie bar firing on younger dudes because she does not give a fuck. <laughs> okay, mine's close. Mine's close, but a little different. I think of a middle-aged wife and mom who used to be hot but has lost her fastball. She's definitely wearing a halter top from like 10, 15 years ago to the bar. This is her big night out on the town. And she's looking to recapture that feeling that she used to have. And she's pounding apple martinis because she's looking also for an excuse to make a bad decision. I was going to say, could you also describe cougars, basically? Yes, cougars. Cougars, like cougars drink apple martinis. I don't know why I think that. Maybe it's right. Maybe it's wrong. But it's a woman who, yeah, is out. Maybe she has a couple of kids, gets a night off, and is going to just fire on younger dudes and does not care if she gets turned down or not. And it's very, very forward with everyone. And every woman that orders an apple martini says to the guy next to them, things get weird when I order apple martini. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A couple more of these and whoo, it's going to be weird. Woo. 
I can't control myself when yeah. I have two or three of these. Okay, we get it. We get it. You're looking for an excuse to get drunk and make a bad decision, Roberta. We get it. Have you ever had an apple martini? Uh, I've had sips of one, not my cup of tea. It seems like it would be too sweet. And they're, yeah. they're like bright green drinks too. They're very yeah. aggressive looking. Not only do you stand out because you're probably a cougar and you probably are firing at people, but also that drink is just like, whoa, what the hell is this? It looks like abstinence. <laughs> it's like sugar and vodka. Yeah, everything you need just to have a great night. Sugar and vodka. Right. Speaking, Steve, of middle-aged women, I want to pivot here to Barefoot Wine. Have you ever had Barefoot Wine? No, but I know the branding. I'm not a big wine guy, but I, I know the branding. I don't know how good it is, though. On a, on a scale of that and to Yellowtail to Franzia, where does that sit? I put, if we're going scale of one to 10, I'm putting Barefoot as a negative three. Oh, it's that bad. Like really I bad. I okay. think it's terrible. <laughs> I was, I think you say like three, four. It's that bad. Okay. So it's like the I worst I think it's wine. really bad. I've had it at um, certain functions before and you can taste it because it tastes like its namesake. It tastes like feet. Is it five bucks a bottle? Yeah, or how much? Okay. Ah, so it's, yeah. All right. It's, it's essentially effective. free. And they're essentially paying you to drink it. Good. Good. Yeah. All right. Okay. So now I, I have this in my mind. Now I think I know where I'm going with this. So when I think of barefoot wine, to me, this person has given up. They wear exclusively stretchy pants and they just need a $5 bottle of wine to get the job done. They don't care that it does taste like feet. They just need something to put in their tumbler with their name on it that they bought on Etsy. And they're definitely drinking this wine from this cup as they watch This Is Us from their couch. Really good call. I think the TV aspect of this is actually very important, but I That's think right. I would think of this type of wine, like shitty cheap white wine. Is it white wine or rep? Does it matter? Just bad wine. I think of girls probably who were in a sorority fresh out of college at their first job. They're living with five other roommates and they're watching the bachelor all crying about why so-and-so hasn't texted them back. Okay. I could see that. But I think those girls might be drinking something a little heavier. No, my thought would be, They've graduated from college, right? So they're like, oh, we need to be sophisticated. We're going to start drinking more wine and, you know, wine and cheese plates. But they're like the worst wine and the worst cheese. Yeah. And they're going to watch shows like This Is Us is a great example. The Bachelor is a great example. They're going to watch shows in a commune and all complain about their problems. And they think they're being a little bit elevated past mm -hmm. the Franzia in the box by going the $5 yeah. barefoot wine. Yeah, but they're making like 35000 a year. So the budget is tight. <laughs> the budget is tight, hence the commune, hence yeah. the commune. And they're definitely hung over at work the next day, not doing any work, texting each other about what happened on The Bachelor the night before and why Ricky's not texting them. Yeah, they brought in a bagel cream cheese to work to eat in the morning to get them through their hangover. Or maybe a Starbucks bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. Mm -hmm. They drove through, got a $6 coffee and a bacon, remember. egg, and cheese sandwich. You gotta remember, though, we're on a budget, though. Starbucks, that's a big day. I'll give you more stop and shop brand. But that girl will buy the cheap wine so she can go to work with the Starbucks. Mm, good call. Okay, this one I think is going to be the most controversial one just because we could go anywhere because I know all sorts of people, all sorts of walks of life that like this beverage. But Steve, who are you thinking of when you think about a person consuming a White Claw? This is a really weird one because initially you go, oh, it's preppy white girls, right? That's what I would think of. But and they're probably named Becky or something like that. One of them is definitely <laughs> named Becky, 100%. But here's Are the girls th today named Becky? Uh, I don't like know, Becky with the good hair? Name. Yeah. I don't that's, know. You know, that's from an older era. Who else? I mean, it's like a stereotypical white story. Lindsay. Lindsay. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Kaylee. Kaylee with two E's is definitely, definitely on that list. Or like L-E-I-G-H at the end. Kaylee. Yeah. 
Yeah, or a hyphenated Kaylee Lynn or whatever. Yeah, it's something, something like that. Yeah, it's drinking White Claws for sure. But here's the sneaky thing, Michelle, about White Claws is that the Chads also love White Claws, okay? Chad, Chad is crushing White Claws. And not even ironically, he loves White Claws. Yeah, so I honestly think the initial thought would be preppy sorority girl. But then I think about it. I think bros, specifically Chads, probably drink more White Claws than girls do. I wrote down a dude named Bryce snapback hat, sleeveless <laughs> yeah. tank top with the American flag on it. That's yeah. what I wrote down. And honestly, I kind of am okay with it. I get the claw. Like I get getting down with some claws. It's a great drink. I mean, I have a buddy, Mike, who is, you know, he's not quite a Chad. He's definitely not a Bryce. Um, he's kind of like me and he loves drinking white claws. That's what he does. He, he lives for the weekend to drink some white claws and get weird. You know what, Steve? There's no laws when you're drinking claws. There are no laws when you're drinking claws. And Bryce claws. loves that. Bryce loves that there's no laws when you're drinking claws. Yeah, and you're right. You nailed it with the American flag tank top for sure. He probably has long wavy hair. He's probably got high white socks on as well. Definitely. Um, I don't know. If I'm a girl, I don't know if I date that guy, but he's fun to be around. So yeah, sure. Bryce, you're welcome. You don't date Bryce. You make out with him after too many claws. <laughs> yeah, and he's okay with that. He's not looking to date anybody, so it's fine. Right, and you're like, you wake up, you're like, oh, made out with Bryce. Damn it. <laughs> it's like the third time too. Bryce has made out with all of your friends, by the way. Too. Oh, Bryce 100%. has made out with everybody. And Bryce yeah. thinks that all the girls like him. And it's the big regret the next morning. Like, oh, Bryce. You did it too. It's like, we both oh. made out with Bryce last night. What the hell is happening? <laughs> we both made out with Bryce. <laughs> it's that grapefruit claw, man. It gets you. By the way, grapefruit is my favorite one. I know that's controversial. Mine's mango. Mango's good too. I Black cherry, absolute worst. I feel like people love black cherry. I don't get it. I think it's terrible. Give me grapefruit every lime's okay. I like the lime. Raspberry's good, uh, but I think grapefruit's the best one. Okay. Do you have any more, Steve? Those are the only ones that I came yeah. up with. Okay. I have a few more. Um, we gotta go basic drink of all basic drinks. Vodka soda lime, first thing you think of. Sorority girl. Me in college with my friends. No <laughs> calories, but it gets the job done. Literally, we're, we're all dressed up to go to an exchange, which I don't know if you had that in college, but it's when a sorority and a fraternity have a planned event with a theme. And so we're wearing our outfits that are a little suspect and we're like, five BWLs for the girls. Thanks. Yes. Uh, by the way, and I so went to one of those events and I wasn't in a frat. I was invited by a girl who was in a sorority and it was weird. I didn't get Greek life. I, it wasn't a big thing in my school. I know obviously it was for you. Oh, uh, yeah. Shouts out to the Illini, but I did. Shout out to the I attended, I attended a black tie event at a sorority uh, frat formal, as you call it, and I wasn't in either of them. So what's up? Look at you! I know, <laughs> I know. I, I like doing undercover work there. I love um, it. And you nailed it, by the way. When I think of vodka soda lime, I said this is for girls who don't want to drink a ton of calories, but then they get fucked up and order Domino's on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you literally <laughs> just described my college experience <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah. You literally just described me. It was go to class, work out during the day, get ready with all your girlfriends while you listen to Kanye or, you know, some sort of EDM, go to the bar, drink vodka water limes, think that you're saving calories and absolutely slam pizza when you get home. Undo it all. Play, exactly. Play for the tie. That's all you need to do. That's all I'm saying. That's the Saruti method. That's what I've been saying. That's what I'm preaching. Be happy. It's okay. If you want to, you know, you want to cut the calories on the drinks. But sometimes when you're drunk, you just need Domino's. I get it. You need the cheesy bread. You need the whatever, the, the pizza. I get it. So I'm not shaming this girl, but it's probably the most stereotypical drink of all. But I want to ask you this too, because I also kind of feel like vodka soda lime is the drink that you order when you're either 
maybe on a blind date or a first date with somebody, or you're meeting up with a colleague or something, and both of you don't really know what to order. So you pick the safest option, which is vodka soda lime. It's kind of neutral. You're not getting after it. It's a, a pretty safe, simple drink. And then it sort of dictates where the night's going to go from there. I could see that. It's definitely a safe drink. See, in that scenario, I would go glass of wine. That to me is more control. <laughs> I know what I'll be like after a glass or two of wine where depending on the vodka, depending on what you ate before, all that stuff, things could go a weird direction. For sure. But I think the first one is definitely right. It's definitely the sorority girl looking to cut calories who orders Domino's on the way home. And you know what, Steve? What I wouldn't give to go back for one night and be that girl again. I was texting with some of my college friends the other day because my friend showed a picture of us that she had found from a bar. And that girl, though, is so carefree. The only thing she's thinking about is, can I make it to 9 a.m. class tomorrow? That is the only concern in her life. She lives with all her best friends. She's wearing one of her friend's shirts. They're definitely looking at Bryce across the bar, slamming white claws, being like, oh, my God, I don't want to make out with Bryce tonight, but like, <laughs> yeah. I probably will. Well, you know, life was just so fun and so simple then. Simpler times. Yeah, much simpler times. I do miss that. And actually, I saw a picture of a Domino's pizza on Instagram the other day. And I literally said to Maddie, I'm like, I want this like now. <laughs> okay, so that's what you ate in college. Because in college, we had a place called Gumby's. And they made these things called pokey sticks. And that's what we would order every night instead of pizza. And it was a cheesy bread doesn't do it justice for what it was. But it was essentially for lack of a better term, cheesy bread that came in these little strips and it came with a warm Ken's ranch in it. Oh, so you're yes. just dipping this cheese bread in the warm ranch and it was unbelievable. Sometimes you would even order it to the bar so we could start eating that before we left the bar. And one time they were delivered <laughs> to the bar for my friend Jillian and the guy couldn't hear her name because she was on the phone inside the loud bar at station and the name on it said Scary Girl. <laughs> <laughs> he was hey, just like, when you Scary eat Girl from the bar. She was like, bring the pokies now. <laughs> See, the cool thing now is you just get the Uber home and you get the Uber driver to take you through the Taco Bell drive-thru. Boom, everyone's safe. It's easy. You don't have to worry about calling anybody. Yeah. Can I tell you one of the biggest hacks of all time by me and my friends? Our sorority house was across the street from a lot of bars, and it was also across the street from a sub shop called Silvermine Subs. And there were some bars that were across the street and then a bunch of others that were a few streets down, and it would get really cold in Champaign. Like, I'm talking really cold. There's no hills there, so that wind whips around. Whew, it is cold. And, you know, being a girl, you don't want to carry a coat to the no. bar. You want to wear your heels and your jeans and your halter top and just be fun and fancy free. So we use to talk to the woman that was the delivery driver at silver mines and we would be like hey can we text you and you come pick us up and we'll order subs and we'll tip you so the silver mine delivery driver used to come pick us up at the bars drive us back to the sub shop we would order subs while we were waiting they would give us the day old bread to snack on and then we'd walk across the street and go home <laughs> Yeah, they're like the beta gammas are here again. Can we get the old oh, bread in betas. here. Come on, see whatever you betas. want. I don't know. I don't. You know, I don't know this. Well, let's get the day old bread in here. We just get rid of this. They're gonna eat whatever they want. And we're wasting like snacking on day old bread, being like, tonight was so fun. Everything tastes better when you're drunk. It's true. It doesn't matter. It could be is. terrible. It could be terrible pizza, and it's still pizza, and it's awesome. That's right. Okay, what uh, else you got? All right, Bloody Mary. First thing you think of? I'm at brunch and I'm hungover and I need something to even me out. This one I didn't really know. I put middle-aged man at an airport, probably wearing a Tommy, <laughs> probably wearing a Tommy Bahama shirt. <laughs> That's incredible. But you're right too. Like I hate bloody. I don't like. I don't like tomato juice. Shit's terrible. Get it out of my face. But for some reason, I understand it's a hangover cure. But for some reason, I think of a guy at an airport who's just kind of weird. Probably a loner. 
early morning flight. He's like, hey, let's get this party started. Yeah, it's also kind of like I'm away from my wife and kids. It's getting weird. I'm, I'm having a Bloody Mary at the airport. I don't know. That's not, I never want to be that guy. Uh, all right, I got three really quickly. Ready? Jack and Coke. Jack and Coke. Uh, angry guy. <laughs> I wrote, you've probably had a chin strap at some point and you wear cargo shorts. Yeah, and that makes you angry. Yep, yep. And you probably have punched a hole in sheetrock before. Yeah, definitely. Uh, vodka Red Bull. Oh God, uh, this person loves EDM and, <laughs> and gambling. They love Vegas. Anything that has to do with Vegas, this person loves. Uh, I picture spiky hair, like a lot of product in there. I definitely picture them listening to BPM and I feel like they want to stay up till 4 a.m. and get really weird. That's a good one. I went a little bit different direction. I said, you're probably, see, I don't know. I, I think this skews younger. So I said, you're probably between the ages of 18 and 23. And you've done the walk of shame at least twice this month. Do kids still drink that stuff though? I mean, that was big when I was in college, but our kids still drink a vodka Red Bull. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I'm projecting or we're projecting to when, what age we were when this was popular. Cause I felt like when you drank a vodka Red Bull, you were young. Uh, and I hated Red Bull. So I never drank the, I, I hate the smell of Red Bull makes me want to vomit. It's, it was like a heart explosion when you would drink a vodka Red Bull. Ugh. Your heart would be beating out of your chest. It's the ultimate, I want to be stimulated drink, essentially. But it's too much for me. It smells terrible, and I don't like the way it makes me feel. I can uh, still, there are certain things from college that if I still smell it now, I get nauseous. Jaeger is one, Red Bull is two. Oh, Jaeger. Oh, okay. You don't drink Jaeger unless you're underage. Like, I'm sorry. You don't turn 21 and go, let's, let's drink Jaeger. Hey, I yeah. found this Jaeger or this sketchy guy bought me Jaeger at the liquor store because I told him I'd give him 20 bucks if he would get me something to drink. That's the person who drinks Jaeger. Adults don't drink Jaeger. No, 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 not at all. Uh, all right. Last one here I have. This is, I feel like we need to do this. Okay. Rosé. Oh man, now you're, you're talking to me directly here. Same, and I know same. It. I know it. Okay, the rosé person is the girl that in college ordered a vodka water lime or a vodka soda lime because she didn't want to drink her calories and wanted to have a good time with her girlfriends. This is that girl in her 30s. The girl in her 30s carried some of her basicness over. She's drinking rosé outside al fresco with her girlfriends at brunch, still complaining about Bryce, but just now in a different age bracket. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Bryce is still around, but Bryce has a job or he's the cool guy in the friend group and he's still there. It's not the same guy, but he's basically the same person. I said, Rosé, it's girls who refer to themselves as bougie, but shop at TJ Maxx. Oh, no way. You're way off. Really? Rosé is, is the girl who has a Louis Vuitton tote bag and she yo-yo diets <laughs> she <laughs> loves her girlfriends and she wants to have a good time but doesn't want the stigma of drinking vodka at 11 a.m so she's drinking rosé at brunch and she's like did you see bryce's instagram that's that girl I, I i am a rosé drinker i, I love rosé bryce and i don't have a louis vuitton tote bag but i'm I, i'm a rosé girl i don't care about bryce either but i love rosé i've kind of come around on red wine in a way although I, i've said this i like chilled red wine which is weird but no, I, that's it's, not weird it's what i like i think white wine's terrible if i'm at a, a winery or a vineyard and we're doing that there's a good chance there's like an 85 percent chance i'm drinking rosé i don't really care i don't judge me all you want i don't care i like rosé all day yeah it's the rick ross in me what's up oh you know what's the weirdest drink to get if you're not, and we didn't even do this one, but this would be funny. The weirdest drink you can get not on vacation is a frozen margarita. 
if you order a frozen margarita and I had, I could say this cause my friend Jeremy ordered frozen margarita at a Mexican restaurant and they're like, we don't have a blender dude. Like what, I, what are you, we can't make you a frozen margarita. What is this Mexico? Yeah. Um, we're not going to Tulum. Uh, but <laughs> a frozen margarita person is an interesting person. I'll say that. Do you even drink frozen margaritas on vacation? Because I still go on the rocks. For, no, I like on the rocks always. I think yeah, there's so same. much better on the rocks. I don't, there are very few frozen drinks. Although, you know what I love? Uh, Frosé. Frosé. I mean, that's the, that's the basic white girl in me too. Um, Frosé is awesome. Period. Have you ever met <laughs> anyone that doesn't like Frosé? Uh, no, actually, it's a great call. If you don't like Frosé, there's something wrong with you. It's basically think, like adult shaved ice. You know what yeah. I mean? That's what it is. Yeah. It's like the universal yes drink. Guys like it. Women like it. It doesn't matter if you're young or old. It's frozen rosé. It's, it's for everyone. It's yeah. It's for the people. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's just power to the people. Give us all rosé. Um, okay. We'll see. Before we close this out, we're gonna do a shout out corner. But since it is Thanksgiving week, we want to marry the two together, and we're gonna shout out things that we are thankful for in this terrible year of 2020. Because there's been some weird shit that's popped up that, as I'm reflecting back on the year, I'm really thankful for. For example, I want to shout out Joe Exotic and Tiger King because at the beginning of quarantine, when we had no sports, it was amazing to have this one thing that everybody watched that could captivate us and could bring everybody together. It was a sense of community. It almost felt like we were all watching the Super Bowl. Totally agree. Um, even though I kind of hated that show, but it was fun to be caught up in the cultural movement of it. But yeah. I would never want to be caught dead hanging out with any of those people. Oh, no, of course not. I'm just, yeah. it served its purpose. It served its purpose. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think. Mine would probably be, I'm thankful for my Xbox, which is probably not surprising to anyone. But seriously, yeah. I'm not even joking because it's a way to stay connected with your friends still. We would play games online. We did that beforehand. Yeah. But now that you couldn't see anyone and hang out with anyone in person, obviously everyone was doing Zooms and hanging out and doing Zoom drink nights, which we did. By the way, our Zoom uh, hangout of playing Among Us was awesome. How we recommend it. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. But it was a cool way to stay in touch with friends by playing FIFA online, playing Call of Duty online. So it, was, you know, it wasn't the same as hanging out and going to a bar with people to hang out with. But if I didn't have my Xbox, I don't know if I talked that much to my friends using our voices. It would only be texting. So shouts out to Xbox. Quick aside, we did family game night on Saturday night and we played um, Telestrations after dark. Have you ever heard of this? I've heard of it, but what, what is it exactly? So it's a thing where you get it, everybody gets a little dry erase pad and you get a secret word. And I write the secret word on page one and then I pass it to my left. If you're to my left, you have to draw the secret word. Oh, yeah. Pass it to the left. And then that person has to write down what they think the drawing is and then so on until you get yeah. to the end. And then you go through everybody's. And my favorite one was one of the words was menage a trois. And the final guess was a rack of ribs. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like telephone, right? It's, yeah. It's yeah. like telephone and Pictionary. It's so funny. I was crying laughing. Shout out to Game Night. Game Night underrated. Even pre-pandemic, I love a good game night. I, I love a good game of Monopoly, a good game of cards. We all played of categories the first. Which love was categories. Uh, loaded Questions is a game that we used to always play uh, as my friend group. So shouts out to Game Night. 
Shout out to game night. And I do want to shout out Zoom. Even though we're all Zoomed out now in the beginning of all of this, Zoom came in clutch. That you could do a Zoom or a house party with your friends. I know you have Xbox, but my girlfriends don't do that. So all my college friends, um, my friends that I uh, know from New York, my friends uh, from high school, everybody got together in different ways and stayed connected through Zoom. So shout out to Zoom. Also, I want to shout out the Amazon delivery people who have been doing overtime for like mm -hmm. nine months now. <laughs> but they saved so many people think about how many people had to get groceries to let or, or grocery yeah, delivery. The other night. delivery people period have really come in clutch i mean they're out there grinding every day making sure that things are getting delivered to people's houses so shout out to the delivery people and and the postal workers you guys are the mvps i was just it's actually funny you said that i was just gonna say shouts out to and i'm thankful for the postmates people grubhub Yes. Uh, Uber Eats, all the people that are delivering the food and making you allowing not only to keep these restaurants going and, you know, in business, but giving us the food that we want. It's seriously underrated and it's pretty awesome. So shout, I actually ordered Amazon, we ordered deliveries from, uh, from Whole Foods because we're Amazon Prime members the other day. And I couldn't believe how amazing it was. I was like, this is it. It's this easy. You just put it in an order and it comes in a couple hours later. That's yeah, amazing. Awesome. It's so awesome. yeah, great call by you. Wait, did you hear about the Amazon snafu at your house? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, there's two Amazon snafus, actually. I'm gonna, I know the one you're talking about, but we did order from Whole Foods and we got, we ordered three limes and we got three dozen limes because they gave oh. us the entire packs, but only charges for three limes. So shouts out to them. But yes, the other day we get a package and um, Maddie's like, did you order any of this? I was like, no. Um, and it was, uh, what are you, I don't even know what it was. I'll let you take it away because you ordered it. Turns out you ended up sending your order, uh, your Amazon order to our house. So the last time I had ordered from Amazon, I ordered Red Hot Riflets to send to you for the pod and the chip draft. And I ordered two books and a pack of Polaroid film for a gift that I'm going to give somebody. And I'm like, damn it, it was supposed to be here Saturday. <laughs> Why is it not here? Amazon has never messed up my order before. And I get a text from Maddie being like, hey, you sent us books and Polaroid film. Is there any? any meaning behind this? I'm like, no, I just totally messed up and forgot to change the address on my Amazon. Sorry. It happens. Um, when I first moved to, uh, when I first moved from West Hartford to Glastonbury, I ordered something. I forget what it was. It might've been some, probably something from J. Crew. What's up? Cause I'm basic as fuck. Uh, but I ordered it to my old apartment and I didn't have the keys to get in. So I go to my old apartment and I see, cause it's a glass door and in the common area. And I see my package sitting right on the floor, but I can't get in. And Wait, like, I remember this. You were on the show at that time. Yeah. Saga. I remember and there, there was a little doggy door kind of thing where like people could drop mail off and I tried to stick my arm in it. By the way, people were like walking by and they're watching me try to basically steal stuff from this thing. I'm like, no, I promise it's my package. I used to live here. It's not a big deal. Um, but nobody from the apartment would come in and come down. They just weren't, there was only like three or four apartments. So it's not like it was that busy, but I'm sticking my arm in. Finally, I rigged a stick that I tied together with the ice scraper in my car, stuck it, <laughs> stuck it through this hole. Again, there are people driving by, there was probably a cop that drove by. And I finally was able to finagle this package from my old apartment through the doggy door, took it home and you know went home and changed my address. But yeah, so it happens, Michelle, it happens to the best of us. I know, but you know what I thought? Not that I order anything weird, but thank God I didn't order anything weird and get it sent to your house. It's true, that could have been awkward, but. Yeah, when Maddie was like, did you send us a package? I was like, uh no what did i order she's like i don't know some stuff from amazon i was like oh books and film okay um in addition to the delivery people we of course have to shout out the frontline workers all the people the doctors and the nurses and the healthcare providers who have just been 
unbelievable heroes and rock stars throughout all of this. My cousin is a doctor, shout out to her. And just some of the stories that you hear from people that have been put in these horrific situations where the hospitals are overrun and you know people can't see their families because of the virus. It's just unfathomable what some of these people have been dealing with. So we love you, we appreciate you and shout out to you. And to go another step further, shout out to, I guess there's a couple of vaccines that are ready to be distributed. I think one is going to be sent out to the public next week. So if you had any part in putting that thing together or had any little part in making this vaccine possible, obviously shouts out to you because that's super, super great news. Um, yeah, shout out to the smart people who could create a vaccine. Um, also, I want to shout out baseball because- What? I want to shout <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean, what? I want to shout out baseball. Okay. Hey, go ahead. The floor is yours. Hey, listen, you watched a game, so you should shout out baseball too. But, you know, living in St. Louis, Missouri, we love baseball. Well, really just sports in general. All the hard work and effort it took for these leagues to be able to play. I can't imagine what life would have been like if we had no sports from the time this all started in March till now. I mean, sports provides a sense of normalcy, a sense of escape for a lot of people. It provides a job for me. <laughs> so shout out to all the people that were involved in getting sports happening and having to adjust on the fly a lot. You know, a lot of positive tests, a lot of things being postponed or rescheduled. And it probably takes a lot of stress and a lot of effort for these people that are involved behind the scenes. So shout out to the uns unsung heroes behind the scenes dealing with the logistics of all of this. Yeah. Yeah, which seems really impossible. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of sports, let me get one more real quick. I want to shout out MLS. Shouts out to the Lou, by the way. I got the, the scarf over my, what is this, my right shoulder. What's up, the Lou? Yes. Great scarf. But the MLS's back tournament was awesome, and I really enjoyed it. That was back uh, in the late summer, and then now the MLS playoffs are going on right now. And it's I'm telling you, if you're a soccer fan, if you're not a soccer fan, it's not the same as European soccer. It's very different. I don't know how to describe it. It's much more raw. Crazy fucking shit happens all the time in MLS games. Like, there are banger goals, goalkeeper errors. The defending is sometimes terrible. But it's super, super fun. So check out uh, MLS, especially if you're looking to get a team. Check out uh, the St. Louis team as well because they're coming, what, 2023? Mm-hmm. Correct. Let's go. What up? Uh, speaking of soccer, Steve, I watched my Foxes versus Liverpool this weekend. Not a great showing. Uh, yeah, yeah Liverpool, I mean, Liverpool are really good, but you guys are still in the top four. It's okay. Yeah, but I was hoping for a, a dramatic win on Sunday. Didn't happen. But no. I've still been watching. I just haven't been texting you about it, but I'm still watching the Foxes. I love to hear that because they are uh, they're a good team. The, the race for the top six places in England this year is going to be awesome, and the Foxes are going to be right in the uh, – the Foxes and Everton are going to be right in the thick of it. Also, to wrap this up, shout out to Sweatpants because we couldn't have done this without you. Sweatpants has become the new little black dress, okay? People are all about comfort. They're all about sweatpants. They're all about yoga pants. So shout out to Elastic. Shout out to Yoga Pants. Shout out to Sweatpants. Uh, true story. I think I've only worn real pants probably less than five times since the pandemic started. Since March. I've wow. worn real pants. Yeah. I'm talking jeans, dress pants, yeah, even, yeah. Like, even like khaki shorts. Nope. I've worn them probably less than five times. So basketball shorts and sweatpants for your boy. Also, shout out to, um, I don't even know how to describe this in a PC way, but you remember the man that would get texted to everybody at the beginning of the pandemic? Oh, yeah. What's his <laughs> name? Yeah, the guy. Yeah. I don't mm. know, but shout out to that guy because- That well-endowed gentleman who- The uh, well-endowed yeah. gentleman. Right. You know, it was startling. But it was funny. Some of those were funny. Like I saw one on a cheerleading pyramid. One time I saw him water skiing. But <laughs> he's he's versatile. <laughs> he's very versatile. He's a renaissance man. That guy could do anything. Yeah, he's uh, just wait, making his way through life. Although, did, did he die? I think, isn't that why he... Oh, yeah, that's sad. What is his name? I don't want to even... I don't know, because... but I guess like shouts out and RIP. 
yeah, you know, you, you had a good run, you know, you know, you're basically like a, you know, a hero now, a folk hero. You know, he's like any great artist, Steve, more popular in death. It's true. He's essentially the, I don't know who else, Michael Jackson. I don't know. Leonardo da Vinci. He's the Leonardo da Vinci of our time. <laughs> Michael Jackson was not more popular in death, Steve. <laughs> That's true. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> like Pablo Picasso. All right, Steve, let's get to a review. Listen, there's a bunch of these, so I'm just going to pull a random one out. This one says, come on, Michelle, five stars. Yeah, I know where this Yay. is going. Yep, we all know where this is going. Day one, Shelly here. Love the pod. However, I'm from St. Louis and super disappointed in Michelle's recent take on St. Patrick's Day. St. Louis does St. Pat's like few others. To deny the splendor of Dogtown on Parade Day? Come on now. Listen, I understand. I, too, have been to Dogtown on St. Patrick's Day and have had a lovely, lovely time. But it's also very crowded. It's also, I have to pee. There's no bathrooms available. It's also, it's going to take me a half hour to get to the front of this bar and to get a drink. Like I said, it's a good time. I love Dogtown. Shout out to all the great bars in Dogtown. But it just felt like I could have picked something better. So I went with New Year's Eve. I'm sorry. No, There's you need love and respect to Dogtown. You don't have a holiday in there in your group that is like a let's get weird holiday, you know, even for the July. Eve. No, that's not, no, that's no, no. Cause you're no, unless you're going to Times Square, which I mean, I don't know why you would ever want to do that. It seems like the worst time ever, but unless you were going to Times Square, like if you're doing it, you know, you're there, you're either at your house with some people and yeah, all right, everyone drinks champagne at midnight and you kiss somebody, or maybe you're at a gala or a party or something at like an event center, which is, which is fun. But it's not the shit show that St. Patrick's Day is. You don't have any shit show holidays. The closest one you have is 4th of July. But 4th of July is not a shit show holiday. It's, it's still kind of like a limited group of people. You know, you're not bar crawling by any means. You need a weird throwback shit show holiday. And that's why I think the entirety of my draft was better. And it, Michelle, you lived in Hartford. You hated Hartford. You hated Connecticut. Even you would have a good time at Hartford St. Patrick's Day. It's awesome. It's just people in the middle of the street bar hopping, drinking green beer. Who doesn't love that? Yeah, it's Green crazy. beer, you'll love it. It's crazy that I lived in Connecticut, Steve, for three years and missed St. Patrick's Day, the world-renowned St. Patrick's no, Day. No, I never Hartford. said it was world-renowned. I just said even you would enjoy St. Patrick's Day in Hartford, meaning like it's not even that great, but it's great because it's St. It's Patrick's Day. It's fun. It's just a bunch of people hanging out outside. Oh, yes, yeah, Steve. The beautiful snowy weather in March in Connecticut. I can't wait to stand outside. And Is it that much better in St. Louis? It doesn't even matter. It's, it's, it doesn't even matter. You're missing the entire point. And this and is why way, my draft is so much better. Hold on. People By the way, smoking. to the reviewer, if we're talking drinking holidays in St. Louis, and I'm picking Mardi Gras because St. Louis has the second best Mardi Gras in the country behind New Orleans. We are known for Mardi Gras. The Mardi See? Gras here is next level. It is elite. Michelle? It is top tier. So if I'm going to pick a drinking holiday, don't be disappointed that I missed St. Patrick's Day. Be disappointed that I dropped the ball on Mardi Gras. Yeah, but it's the principle of the thing. If you had drafted Mardi Gras instead of Valentine's Day or Father's Day, your draft looks entirely different. Entirely. But is Mardi Gras a holiday? Technically, You don't yeah. get off work for it. It's not on the holiday calendar that's distributed what, throughout America. Mardi Gras is what? The day February. before Lent starts, right? Yeah. So you have, it's a week of things. Look at me being things. a good Catholic. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a week of things that leads up to Fat Tuesday, which is the day before Ash Wednesday. Yeah. So, so you if get you all your partying out before you observe and you restrict yourself. Listen, it wouldn't be high on my list, but it's better than Valentine's Day. It's better than Father's Day. So you need a yeah. weird sloppy drinking holiday in there. I, again, did you not hear my 4th of July and New Year's Eve picks? Mm, not the same. Not the same. It's green beer. You'll love it. 
Well, thank you to that reviewer. If you haven't already, please head to Apple Podcasts, search for Small Talk, subscribe to it, rate it, preferably five stars and leave a review. Maybe we'll read yours next week. But before we wrap things up here, Steve and I, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, just wanted to thank the Shelleys. We love the Shelleys. We love the OG Shelleys. We love the new Shelleys. This podcast is, you know, the bright spot of our week and we love connecting with all the different listeners of the pod. So shout out to the Shelleys. Especially the day one Shelleys, but you're right. The new Shelleys are welcome as well. As that, this is a community, this is a non-judgmental community. This is the trust tree. Welcome aboard. It's going to get weird. Hopefully everyone has a safe, happy, and some kind of socially distant Thanksgiving. If you're not getting together with your family, we are there with you in spirit. If you are, everyone be safe. Steve and I will be back in action next week. But until then, shape macaroni and cheese is trash. I think I'm over some dominoes. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.